Welcome to Wonderfully Done, a wholesome show about sex, communication, and loving yourself. I'm Lauren, and I use she/her pronouns. And I'm Vix, and I also use she/her pronouns. We are two gorgeous, thick cuties from Melbourne, Australia, and we have made this podcast about the things we are most passionate about: people, sex, relationships, connection. We are doing a lot of work on ourselves and encouraging the cuties of the universe to do some cute work on themselves too. This episode actually marks the beginning of our third season. We really wanted to start with something really fun and really playful. Now, Vix, I just want to give our listeners a little bit of a hint for the theme of this show. We thought it would be a wonderful opportunity to start celebrating the spookiest, most delicious month of the year with an episode focused on something near and dear to our hearts. It is monsters that we would like to fuck and having some nice robust discussion about the fuckability of said monsters. We will also be including some cute little movie recommendations as well as just talking about our feelings on Halloween. So dear listeners, Vix and I have been in lockdown for a very long time now and we're sort of losing our minds. So if you are tuning in for the first time and this is the very start of season three, it's not usually like this. We're not usually uh, just talking in depth about the fuckability of various monsters, but uh, it's been rough times. It's been rough times and uh, it feels very fun for us to get very silly with everybody as we ease into the new season. Generally, when we have a normal episode, we're going through listeners' questions or topics that listeners would like us to discuss. We just chat through our own personal experiences, our thoughts, maybe suggest some resources or some areas to sort of research. We're here to be supportive friends or like your sex-positive aunties. We are not professionals. We're not doctors. We're not therapists. Uh, Anything that we talk about should be taken with giganto grains of salt, but we are your sex positive pals. We do everything we can to make this a shame-free zone. We're doing this as a, a shame exposure experiment all of our own. And gosh, does it get weird in this episode? I think you can see how how absolutely bizarre and how much fun we like to have with each other and with you. Please enjoy the absolutely bizarre little delectable treats we have for you today. Please grab a hot drink, maybe a little bowl of candy and get ready to thoroughly enjoy us. This is coming out in the spooky season. It's coming out in October, which is also my birthday month. I'm very fond of October generally for that reason, but definitely because it's starting to head into that sort of sexy holiday season. You and I are in Australia. Halloween is not the most enormous thing here. You can catch a Halloween party or two. Sometimes kids do a little bit of trick or treat, but... How about yourself? Like, has Halloween come into your life very much or is it just something in American media? Oh, my goodness. I feel like I am that sort of person that cultivated an affinity with Halloween at a pretty young age. I had, like, desperate desire to do things like dress up and do trick-or-treating. I watched a lot of horror movies as a kid and all that sort of jazz. Like, we actually had a tradition that we would do every year. Um, My mum was worried about it, like, safety and that sort of thing for trick-or-treating. So she created something else for us to do. So... Every year on Halloween, she would pick us up halfway through the school day and we would go to the shop and like gather like all kinds of treats, like our favorite abundance lifestyle. And then we would go home and shut all the curtains and then we would just have like a Halloween movie marathon, like me, my mum and my sister. And that is what we did every year, which was always just really lovely. And I really loved, I really like cinema as well. I mean, you're like, oh, why? <laughs> um, so that, that was always nice. Like I loved Halloween so much. When I was a young teenager, I think about 13, I had a Halloween themed birthday party and I spent like a month making orange and um, black paper chains and like little sparkly glitter pumpkin cutouts and it was very very dorky so I think I think by the time I hit adulthood and moved out of home like I was very very desperate for my like horny cool Halloween you know with like cool parties and like going out for drinks and dressing up and and then I feel like honestly every Halloween has been 
desperately disappointing bar I think two since I became an adult. I remember like someone in a Burger King by the toilets telling me that I looked like Shrek when I had some like green face makeup on because I really like doing like uh, zombies of anything. It's one of my favorite costumes. So like I feel like some of it was like wanting to be like slutty for Halloween but not feeling like I was allowed to you know be the cute fat slut that I was. I don't know. I feel like I have great desires from it, but like the things that I would like, which are like big parties or kink play parties or yeah, like special events. It feels like I've only really been to stuff like that maybe once or twice. How about you? Yeah, I am totally nodding along because I feel like when when you're young, when you're kind of a black sheep, when you kind of grow up on the internet or you grow up outside of America sort of looking in with all of that media, like Halloween kind of looks awesome and it looks like, you know, it looks like sexy and it looks like party and it looks like candy and it's like the dark side and a bit cool and a bit edgy. And it's like, you know, we grew up and sort of came of age in the MySpace and the emo times anyway, where it's like everything Halloween tinged was also super cool. And when I was thinking about it, you know, getting ready to have a chat about Halloween, I was kind of like, Halloween is the holiday. It's not particularly religious anymore for most people and it's not family focused. So you're not around with family. It's like a holiday that you celebrate with your peers, people your own age. And that's kind of what makes it a little bit inherently sexy, I think, is that it's not a religious or a family sort of a holiday. So it's fun, but it's just with other potential people, like potential sexy stuff. And it doesn't celebrate family or be corny and like relationship focused like Valentine's. So I think you can be single and have a great time on Halloween, or at least that's what it looked like. The holiday so, for anyone. <laughs> yeah, the holiday the holiday for us spares, you know, and us spares and us weirdos. And like you can be a bit grotesque, be a bit bizarre, like have a persona, be a creature, you know, and some of us would like like to be a creature sort of anyway and stuff so I can totally see the appeal but yeah I definitely haven't had an amazing super satisfying Halloween experience of my own for the industry that Vix and I work in there's a really big like week of conferences that often kind of clashes with Halloween or falls within that month so a lot of the time that would like take the wind out of the sails of wanting to organize something big because I love organizing like big parties and stuff but yeah I would say maybe the best Halloween I had was when I think I was maybe 12 and I went for a movie night at my friend at my friend's house in junior school and her mum just put on Rocky Horror Picture Show and like we were 12 it is too young for Rocky Horror Picture Show because that is like people die strangely there's lots of sexual innuendo going on and my eyes were just as big as plates and I was like instantly obsessed with it like I think a lot of people who see Rocky Horror for the first time that's like <gasps> can life be like that like this is so splendid and out there and camp and amazing and bizarre so I think that's probably my favorite almost influential Halloween <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah I think I also watched that quite young and I think it's it's interesting to look what you've turned out like as an adult and be like ah yes I can track these influences um this is just a random one but like what are the some of the favorite costumes that you've done I definitely just did like a horns cool contact lenses and just blood all down my face like costume and at the time I had like almost shoulder length dark hair that I dyed red and so I looked very very different and I looked very very scary and very hot and I think I managed to pull off that combination for that one look so I think that was my favorite. I think everybody else was like not on my level and was like scared of me looking so covered in blood. <laughs> <laughs> but I was really good at fake blood at the time because that's one of the things I'd like learned from my tragic MySpace days. So I think that's probably what I enjoyed the most. How about you? Oh, I think I've had a couple that I've really liked, a couple that I'm embarrassed of. I think one of my favorites that I've ever done was dressing up like a pinata, which was just, you know, many painstaking hours of cutting up crepe paper and sticking it with sellotape onto, um, <laughs> onto clothes, you know? So like, that was, that was pretty good. I definitely, yeah, a few different zombies. I did like a zombie prom queen once and I've done a Pikachu, I think, and someone did, or was it, yeah, I think a Pikachu-ish cat that someone did some like cool special effects sort of like ears on my face. I do remember one Halloween party that my partner went to that I heard about later where they maybe borrowed my Pikachu Kigurumi, like this big Pikachu jumpsuit that I had. And then when they went to the party, there was like two other people in the Pikachu suit 
And then the two other people in the Pikachu suits, I think, had sex, like ended up hooking up at the party. And I'm just like, wow, that's amazing. Turning up to a Halloween party, you both have the same costume and that's just a great icebreaker to then to get a hookup later, which is so funny. My partner was not involved in that. But um, yeah, two, two Pikachu people. Those things are sweaty. So I really hope they got out of the suit. Maybe they didn't. Maybe that's harder. I don't know. Ah, I feel like that's always really the thing that like pulls me away from like, you know, actualizing like what would it be like to have like sex in some really like full on full body costume like that because I already feel like self-conscious about being a sweaty baby Um, and I feel like just like the addition of knowing it was like getting into the crevices of this like costume like and just oh my god it actually makes me feel like a bit like like thinking of like taking it peeling it off my like incredibly sweaty oh my god I feel like I can feel the sweat running down my back just thinking about it (laughs) I think I think if you're going to have a hookup in a Halloween costume you've got to think about you got to think about utility if you do have some sort of sexual opportunity. And I would actually say that's why I think a lot of Halloween costumes get sexy. Because I think a lot of people are like, well, I could have a hookup if I go to this party or I could have a makeout. I am interested in that. I'm in the market for that. So I'm going to make sure that my costume is conducive to that and won't get in the way of that happening. So I think that might be part of why Halloween costumes get super sexy. That's do you think? I have never thought about that in my no, I, I just thought about it now where I'm like, is that why? You know, people are thinking about the strategy of that sort of thing. Yeah, easy access sort of situation. You know, so. I want that to be a consideration for my future costumes. Like, yeah. do you have anything like that you still really want to do? Like, I have one, one of my favorite movies. It's one of my mum's favorite movies. It's called Coneheads. And oh, I, I remember And Coneheads. I would really like to make a, a Conehead. So I guess you could That's have incredible. any kind of easy access sort of thing there. But like, I would definitely like fucking my fucking <laughs> paper mache Conehead. Oh. I think that would be awesome. For anyone who's playing along at home, I really want you to Google Coneheads movie and then imagine having sex with someone with a gigantic cone head. I feel like there is a bit of weird sexiness in that movie, like the, some oh, cone yeah. head touching or some baby birthing or something. Oh, I feel yeah. like I watched that movie so many times when I was young in the 90s, and then I just have not seen it since. So I'm going to have to look up some clips or something. Yeah, you've just thrown me back to like 1994 right there. Let's do a rewatch. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Well, I think that actually seeks super nicely over into, I think, what a lot of people's entry into Halloween is, which is things like Halloween movies, spooky movies, horror movies. I think, you know, Netflix could tell us, I think the viewership of thrillers and horror movies probably goes up enormously in the spooky season. And I think probably lots of horror movies come out in sort of this sort of month. But you and I both really like horror movies. You have seen so many horror movies. I've seen far less horror movies, but I would recommend uh, to the lovely listeners, you know, we've got some ideas of the horror movies we've seen that are a bit sexy. So I'd love for you to share some, Vix. Where do we start? I did a little Twitter call out for this one because it felt very important to ask the people what they thought was excellent. And uh, yeah, one that came up a lot, which is not that surprising, is old Jennifer's Body. An absolutely sapphic icon. I think it's, uh, you know, Megan Fox at her best. That real classic nerd friend in the the shadow of her ultra hot friend. But Megan Fox uh, gets gets some possession going on and uh, how she engages with the world, the world around her changes significantly. And what you need to know, if, I, if you haven't seen it, you, you probably might have if you like horror movies. It's just very hot. I wish I had, like, better, like, a thoughtful movie critique to share. But, like, even thinking about her with that blood running down her face, I'm like, ooh! (laughs) I think Jennifer's body is uh, an excellent queer test because if you are queer, it just activates you. Especially if you're a queer woman or femme, Jennifer's body just totally activates you. It's It's such a thing where so many of us can see ourselves in the kind of nerdy, unsure, shy friend 
that aspires to the coolness or likes to like be in the shadows of the extremely amazing, hot, kind of dangerous, kind of where do I sit with them, cool girl. I think a lot of us have had those kind of vibes or experiences, and I feel like I've talked about that a bunch on the show. But yeah, Jennifer's body has the hottest, best makeout scene in a movie like ever that I could ever, ever think of that I was just like, whoa, sort of thing when I first saw it as a teenager. Just incredible. I recommend watching the whole thing, but yeah, that makeout is just the most illustrious and perfect sequence part of that movie. And so much of that movie has been talked about so much since. Like, I think it didn't make that much of a splash at the time, and then it's been such a discussed thing later on. So a real stayer. And if you haven't seen it, you should go see it. I feel like this one, for me, personally doesn't fit into horror but it was suggested by um a few lovely twitter friends which was the mummy i mean i'm sure you can all imagine why it's on the list i I mean some horrific things do happen in the film like i have to give it that and that's honestly what i like the most about horror is the breadth of things that can fit under that umbrella it's it's wide she's a wide bitch all right i feel like that one speaks for itself Another cultural icon uh, that is very worthy of a rewatch right now. But how many movies do you watch where the cast is just so highly fuckable? I feel like it is such a smorgasbord for all that have sexual inclinations <laughs> for there to be somebody that, that you might fancy a little piece of. And they're like, I like that in my movie viewing, you know? <laughs> like... I actually don't think I've seen The Mummy for so long I should rewatch it because then everyone is like, as you say, this is just a bisexual, like, cornucopia, great movie sort of situation. So I feel like I should go back to it. And yeah, early Brendan Fraser, yum, yum, yum. (laughs) Brendan Fraser and like such a beautiful human. I so love how he's having his moment on the internet right now. I have a funny tiny anecdote about The Mummy which was you know it's one that I've seen many times like it's the sort of thing that like my mum really fucking loves The Mummy so you know it's one of those movies that like I had on my computer but like obviously wasn't like going to watch it very often you know like how, how many times do I need to see The Mummy but it felt like a really good place to put like something that you might not want other people to look at (laughs) (laughs) which was the first time I ever made like a like a porn video with a boyfriend (laughs) on my computer that that's the folder that I that I kept (laughs) amazing whether we're talking about like milfy vibes or it was just unrelated and it was a hiding place you know what Lauren I am really struggling to find people who want to fuck me in hilarious scenarios (laughs) (laughs) what a bloody shame what a god damn shame. It makes me really sad. Like, one of my, like, most recent interests is potentially, like, some, like, clown fucking. Like, I'd like to be a clown. I'd maybe like the other person to be a clown. I watched this, like, really fun porno. Does anyone even say porno anymore? It's, like, fun porn video Um, that was, like, a a clown gangbang, but it felt kind of like like a hot bi lean to it because it was kind of like, you know, a a couple making out and then, like, the clowns come in um, and like the non-clown man is helping doing like a lot of spreading and like different things like that and she's like over over him them you know while the clowns are are getting it from from both angles and I don't know it was just like wow I don't know why but to me it felt like a bisexual dream fantasy and yeah so I don't know uh, clowns all of a sudden like a, a horror to some and maybe that's kind of what's a bit hot about it that it's it's a bit horrific I feel like this is quite the departure from the original topic of the mummy <laughs> So, no, yeah. no, we're talking about all things sort of spooky and costumed. And as you say, like clowns would be terrifying for some people, but I've definitely noticed more people getting into like clown makeup and sexy clowns and things. And like, I can't say that it personally has a lot of appeal for me, but there is like a, an amount of like gender ambiguity, like two people done up like clowns in the face. It obscures a lot of those features and it does look kind of quite androgynous both ways. So yeah, so I can I can kind of understand that. That's a very interesting thought there. Has there been a sexy a sexy clown horror movie or a sexy clown treatment? 
Oh, I'm I, trying to think. Clown I, horror movies. Listeners, listeners, please write in. Tell us all about it. I mean, because I've seen like a few different clown movies. Like there was this one that I saw this one time on um on Netflix called Clown, which actually I probably would recommend. I found it very interesting. The like the basic plot of it is like they need a clown for the child's birthday, and then the clown isn't going to show up. So the dad puts on this this clown costume that he found, but then he can't take it off. Uh, oh no! So that's pretty pretty creepy, but definitely like not very horny. And then there's like killer clowns from outer space, which is a fucking <laughs> classic. But I also wouldn't say like particularly horny. Like I don't like look at any of these clowns or like look at it and be like, yeah, yeah, I want to fuck you, be my clown daddy or anything like that. <laughs> But also, I mean, would I be into that? Like, I think I could. I think, you know, sex is really fun. And, like, I, I like to, in a lot of ways, like, not take it, like, too seriously in that there's kind of room for ridiculousness. But, um, yeah, not everyone feels that way. <laughs> <laughs> not everyone feels that way, and that's a real shame. But I think something that made me feel really really sort of seen and supported by the bizarro horny creatures of the world was the popularity of the shape of water when that came out like that being a that being a monster mon- like a masculine monster sea creature thing it involves like it like it has a scene of like female masturbation that's like really like vigorous in a bath in a way that i like just had not seen in oh, cinema and yeah. then she, you know then there's sex with this monster thing and it's like hot and it's strange and the movie's great and it grossed so much at the box office i was like yay the world <laughs> Holy shit. I feel like now I've like started Googling more clown movies and it seems like there's a lot of stuff in there that I'm going to need to ingest this October. <laughs> <laughs> so clowns are going to be the monster theme for, for your spooky time. So that Maybe sounds pretty good to me. Will. Oh, Maybe they gotta will. Gotta get my kicks somehow. Sounds pretty good to me. And I would say, you know, if people said, what is my sort of favorite Favorite sort of horror-ish movie, I really enjoyed watching The Love Witch. The Love Witch had, like, a big impact on me in terms of it just having a really strange, really interesting tone. It had really beautiful visuals. It's written directed by a woman who made lots of the props and was very involved in the costuming and everything herself. And it's just so strange and tells a really unsettling story and does involve, you know, stupid men getting killed and things, so all my favorite things. So I'd probably say that's one of my favorites, but it's not like a sexy, get the heart racing sort of a Halloween pick, I'd say. I mean, there are elements. I think I think it depends on what lens you're viewing it through, right? Like, she's just like, the actress who is the lead in the movie is so like stone cold fucking beautiful and just like has some of like my absolute favorite like She's just iconic, iconic makeup, just like big, gorgeous wings and blue eyeshadow and, you know, those little extras like adding, um, adding extra fake hair to her hair and, and she just, I mean, it's like big themes in the movie of like, maybe like a traditional, like there's nothing else that I want more than a man to love me. And the the setting is essentially she will do anything in her power uh, to get the love of a man and and have that continued interest from him. And so, yeah, the sex scenes are kind of weird in that way because they're kind of like, I guess about control, uh, but from a maybe like not super pleasure focused sort of way do you know what I mean oh totally Um, (laughs) like maybe the pleasure is in the pursuit of the power and sustained interest but not kind of really you know proper sensual (laughs) 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 I mean of course there's all kinds of sex to have (laughs) Uh, yeah a hundred percent and I think I think there's so many interesting sort of feminist readings that you can do of the love witch like I've read some reviews where people have said that the main character really reads as being like neurodivergent, like being maybe autistic, like she's very flat in her affect and doesn't show emotion in a normal way. Oh, I love that. I hadn't considered that. Super interesting. I found that super fascinating to sort of have as a read of it and not to say at all that autistic people are dangerous or monstrous or anything at all, but 
the idea that a woman that is like doggedly or violently following what society says she should do or what she should want would have all these bad uh, results for men kind of thing. So interesting. So completely interesting. So really recommend. Yeah, I I actually love that. The more I learn about different kinds of brains and the different lenses that that offers me with, yeah, people people in pretend stories and people in real life um, because we just all experience the world so differently. And I feel like the more that you learn about that, it's 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 a much more interesting way to involve yourself in the world. Yeah, uh, we already mentioned Rocky Horror Picture Show. Obviously, there's there's a lot there. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it has aged. There are absolutely problematic things about it. I think a lot of the classic, classic old horror stuff absolutely does, and the way, the way that uh, previous society and previous culture has sort of held up certain groups or certain traits as like being sort of inherently monstrous means that when I'm looking at cinema now, cinema that manages to be genuinely scary without, you know, punching down is, you know, what I would super, uh, super look up to a lot of the time, which is why I'm like, let's bring in more monster fucking because we're not saying a person with a facial scar is evil. We're talking about totally unrealistic supernatural things. So I think supernatural is a safer space in many ways. Yeah, preference. Um, I put Bride of Chucky on here because for a few reasons. Uh, it is one of my favorite movies of all time and I think desperately underrated. It is a, a comedy horror, which is also very pleasing to me. Um, there is um, plastic doll fucking in it. Whoa, Fuck. great. And like a really like <laughs> the, the, the scenes that are in the film are beautiful. Jennifer Tilly is in it. Need I say more? One of the most absolutely, in my opinion, beautiful women to walk the planet Earth. Yeah, that one just brings me, it brings me a lot of joy uh, for, yeah, it's horny, it's weird, there's like hot sort of horny music in it. Like, I definitely still listen to that soundtrack sometimes and just am like, (laughs) (laughs) I have not watched it. I really look forward to doing that at some point. Oh my God. I want to watch it with you so much. Um, That sounds amazing. It's very, very like not for a joke. One of my favorite films (laughs) ever. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I think that sounds really, really excellent. Uh, I would also chuck into the list eyes wide shut so uh, obviously with any of these recommendations if you've got sensitivities for any sort of triggers or near content warnings please have a google because a lot of this is in the past and i can't remember super clearly and i want everyone to keep as safe as they can but eyes wide shut i think was very interesting when it came out because i think it introduced the idea of sex parties to a lot of people i think it really played on a lot of people finding masquerade parties sexy phantom of the opera style type vibes and uh, it is super sexy and it's like horror, horror sexy and stuff and involves sexuality, nudity, jealousy, all sorts of really interesting, bizarre things. And the idea of this home and all this sexual possibility and anonymity and stuff happening in those scenes, I think, made a big impact on a lot of people. I didn't like watch it until I was in like my late 20s, but I think when it came out, a lot of people were like, whoa. Ah. I, it's one that I haven't seen and I am very interested, very, very interested. Even the, I think it's one of those, you know, where you've seen the movie cover like 10,000 times at the video shop, you know, way back yonder. And, and now it feels like the contents just doesn't look like what I assumed it might be about. <laughs> <laughs> and I think when it would have been in, cause you know, we grew up in the age of blockbuster TV, you know, video easy stores and stuff like that, where you'd go and rent DVDs. I'm pretty sure Eyes Wide Shut was maybe R-rated because of what it had in it. So we wouldn't have been able to. Whereas, you know, I had a very lazy blockbuster attendant near me so I could rent MA stuff when I was like 11. So, you know, pretty pretty different times. And for the listeners out there, MA is like 15 plus, R-rated is like R, like 18 plus kind of thing. So, because every country is a little bit different on that stuff. Love it. I think we would uh, we would be remiss to not, just acknowledge that vi- vampire, 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 sorry, <laughs> that vampire movies are really fucking hot. Uh, <laughs> there are too many in this category to to go into individually, but some of my favorites are Bram Stoker's Dracula, 
interview with a vampire. Oh my god, Brad Pitt vampire. Yum yum yum. Oh, it's just what dust till dawn. Oh my god, hot vampires everywhere. Queen of the motherfucking damned. Uh, hot. Uh, honestly, I would still. S- s- why not rewatch Twilight? Like that's still a bit of fun when you <laughs> when you look at it for what it is. Like truly, truly. I mean, Vix, be honest. Have you been doing a Twilight rewatch lately? Yeah, I fucking <laughs> devoured them in like just a couple of days, and like I was, I almost had this moment of like shame where I was like, "Wow, I'm really enjoying this." Like I am. I'm like getting a bit teary, like the the emotional cues are, are grabbing me, slapping me in the face. Um, I'm still like eternally upset that we're not fucking Jacob. Like- yes. God damn it. God damn it. Team Jacob forever. Seriously. Oh, team motherfucking Jacob. That's where I would have been. I'll, t- I'll tell you that now for free. <laughs> I still remember when my sister read the book Twilight. This is way before any of the madness came out. And she was like, this is going to be big. Like this is going to be a big series it's already starting to get some big support and it was before the books were a sensation. It was before the movies were an enormous thing. So she was 100% right. Like, absolutely. Uh, I would say that I never got into vampire stuff where the vampires involved were like teenagers or my own age and stuff. Like, I always liked ancient vampires and older people and adults and like that sort of world for stuff. I definitely think Interview with the Vampire is another one of my like queer activations because the very homoerotic feeding scene between Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt really early in the film was so fucking gay and so sexual without being sexual, the groaning and the rolling around. And I was like, what is this feeling? Ah, it's, it's a hot scene. It really sets Sets the stage for loveliness, doesn't it? <laughs> Set oh. me up for having some very, very weird interests and weird search history, I'll tell you what. More sexy queer scenes, please. Just put them <laughs> in everything. So we've talked about the absolute travesty that is a lack of monster fucking in media and shows and things like that. And... Queer community absolutely friggin' loves it, and a lot of you have been super into our monster fucking kinds of conversations, so horror monsters, I think we should get into it, you know, subjects of horror movies, and pros and cons, let's just chat a little bit more deeply about it, and I want to start with a more unconventional one, Vix, and ask about your opinion of swamp monsters, things that come from the deep. Yeah, I mean, this, you know, this is a hard one because, like, the first thing that really comes to my mind is the textural experience of their skin or flesh or whatever it's made of. And, like, what ones would just be an absolute no and what could I get past, you know? Because, like, a texture that I really dislike is, like, egg whites that are raw. Like, they make me feel sick to my stomach. So is this a sort of, like, swampy monster? Are they oozing? Because if they're, if they're oozing some some gooey juices like that like I don't I don't know how amenable that is to me or like what situation would I be in like could I tolerate maybe like a more submissive situation where like I was maybe like chained up or you know my vision taken away and then they just like had their merry way so I could just like I guess focus on the sensation that was happening instead of like having to like maybe more full-on interact with their body like and and like yeah what what kind of what kind of bits are there you know what 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 is this face like like what is what is the build like um <laughs> <laughs> i feel like with swamp monsters you could get an oozy an oozy muddy creature or you could get something like the shape of water you know oh okay which well, is like, more smooth yeah and, sorry and like, but if we're talking if about like the that, shape of water if it's that like i would absolutely <laughs> fuck them <laughs> That was hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'm with you there. I think uh, if something just looked like I'm going to get such a bad UTI of a whole situation, I'd be like, ooh. And swamps kind of can have a bit of a smell and stuff. So I think smell is a really big factor for me. So I think it's a it's a real roll of the dice. As you say, it's like, what is the form? What is the vibe? I need to sort of know more specifically. 
Yeah, I need to know more about mm-hmm. your flaps, Swamp Monster. <laughs> Maybe there could be some very interesting um, different kinds of physical experiences to have Are there, there. eggs? Are there eggs? Are there eggs? Are there eggs? Are there eggs? Is there spawn? Is there eggs? Like, what is even the vibe? So wow. I think that's some of, the, some of the stuff that is super interesting about things. Like, you know, like I've read a comic collection called Monster Boyfriend and I've seen lots of stuff that's like semi like bizarre monster anatomy and like that's the stuff that just makes it interesting is like you know this person reacts in this way and you know when they come it's it's blood because they're a vampire or whatever or you know eggs (laughs) happening and I'm like oh this is just charming and interesting and new because once you've seen a whole lot of stuff there's like you know you run out of difference right oh my god I want to read this immediately (laughs) (laughs) I'll send you a link (laughs) thank you (laughs) Yeah, so I don't know. I feel like I would roll the dice on a swamp monster because, you know, I think there's a lot of things where if it's a good story or it's like broadened your horizons or like maybe you thought certain sensations or smells or textures or fleshy feelings were like not your jam, but sometimes you just don't know until you try. So I reckon I would roll the dice on a yes and see how it went. What do you reckon? I think I'd probably lean towards a no, but that's just because I'm a complete control freak. And if I couldn't be completely sure what I was, you know, purchasing or committing to, it would probably be a no. And like The Shape of Water, I did find sexy, but I didn't find his design and stuff sort of inherently sexy for me. So probably probably more of a no for me, I would say. We should talk about the complete opposite, the lack of everything we just talked about, which would be ghosts. What about ghosts? <laughs> Well, I was uh, so completely jaw-dropped to to chatting to Vix about this and how spectrophilia is this whole thing that I didn't know about of people who've said, I have had sex with ghosts or I'm turned on by this whole concept and things like that with the the alleged phenomenon. And I just think that's so fascinating. And then apparently Lucy Liu has gone on the book saying that she had some kind of ghost sex experience with what felt like a male ghost when she was... I don't know, maybe in Japan on a futon or something. Like the the ghost like made love to her and she described like climaxing and then he sort of floated away and that it was great. And she's really positive about the experience. I was like, Lucy Liu is amazing. Her and her like lesbian art that she does and all sorts of things. I'm like, she is just amazing. What the hell? An absolute icon. Wow. Yeah, I can't say that I've had any ghost related fantasies, but I kind of think it's very interesting to completely remove the element of what you can see you know it's really all about what you can feel which obviously like some difficult things are presented with things such as consent you know like can this ghost speak and consent for the ghost like you can't see any like gestures or such like that they're making so like I feel like the communication barrier seems like potentially quite a little pickle like I, I and that's just like what is this situation are you like having a seance of some kind or, or cracking out the Ouija board and just having a wanna fuck and see <laughs> see what <laughs> eventuates from that like how are you setting up the sex like or is this just one of those like you're just chilling in bed having a mess and there's a there's a hand on your shoulder and you just gotta make that decision like do I let this happen because <laughs> like yes. would I like a hand just like maybe popping into my bedroom I can tell you now in the times of lockdowns yes I would that would be really great not allowed to see physical people but like if I could just get a hand every now and then like that'd be quite nice <laughs> Yeah, the utility of that is actually quite interesting now that you bring it up. I do think it's interesting. I think, again, it's a question of, do I see nothing? Can I see something? Can they talk? Can they not talk? Can I feel them or can I not feel them? Like, you know, like, can I feel the pressure but not the specifics of whatever's going on? I mean, I think I get so... I scare myself when my hair touches my own face that I literally don't know that I could get past the fear factor But I think, as you say, if you Ouija board, Ouija board something and you've invited it in and you're inviting the situation and, you know, you're trying to like induce a ghost to sort of take that kind of interest in you. I think maybe that's got a bit more sort of 
sexy sexy potential where it's like you've summoned something <laughs> you're definitely interested that it could go fun. so wrong like what <laughs> if you like summon the wrong kind of like yeah <laughs> creature and uh you know it wants to it wants to just do harm it feels like that that i mean isn't that sometimes what it feels like going on dating apps it's like <laughs> am uh, i just inviting this stranger oh no. into my life to do me harm i'm sorry it's the reality no, like, it's true it's true <laughs> i i'm groaning because it's so true of it's like I'm rolling the dice, I'm hoping for something, and I don't know what's going to show up <laughs> sort of vibe <laughs> that it's like, it is a bit sad, isn't it? Oh, no. uh, things getting too real, I'm wonderfully done. <laughs> uh, speaking of dangerous, though, let's go back to the vampires chat. So you were saying, you're saying that you've watched Twilight many, many times. Mm-hmm. Is the vampire vibe super high up there? I mean, yeah, I was hot for vampires, I think, a long a long time before Twilight uh, came around. I feel like <sighs> I worry about vampires in that, like... <laughs> you worry about them. <laughs> I do, because my pain threshold is, like, not very good. Like, it's really not. I think it's, like, higher when I'm very obsessed with somebody, and it's, like, um, I would do anything in my power to please you. But to be quite frank, I don't even like just being bitten. Like, I find it actually sometimes, like, quite activating in a way that is like doesn't doesn't make me happy not sexy like unless it's talked about beforehand like don't like being like bruised particularly with like biting shenanigans I didn't sign up for so I'm like could it like if blood drawing was part of like you know the regular sexual experience like I don't know, because it, it then makes me think of like true blood and I feel like the the blood drawing and that kind of felt like quite hot you know and I kind of like I kind of like the idea of um like the stamina of a vampire like meeting a human that can like match you know my desire slash amount of time I would like to put into sexual activities I kind of like that they wouldn't need to eat and rest maybe like as frequently that feels like it would be very nice and I'm like maybe we could work it out so like biting wasn't a constant part maybe we could like we could draw some blood out ahead of time and maybe I don't know do some like blood splashing or something like that (laughs) (laughs) that's very cute that's very cute yes you're like I will have blood withdrawn in a limited sort of circumstance and then we take it like drugs around sex but it doesn't involve you being bitten sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And then I can like stay in the moment. If I was a bit more of a pain slut, maybe maybe the formation would be different. I think it would really take me out of it, you know? Totally hear you there. I think vampires are such an interesting thing because in terms of the original sort of Bram Stoker vampire and the way that blood feeding and vampires are kind of written as like such a metaphor for sex to be like... Like a masculine aggressor, a passive female, the bite kind of hurts, but then it's like very pleasurable sort of thing, which is like a a very retro understanding of sex for women, you know, of like it would hurt and you would bleed, but then you would like it, maybe. Ooh. All of that's very interesting. Yeah, your no will become a yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your no will become a yes. Oh god. Duh. And yeah, I just think that all of that's very interesting. I think the the point of the monster needing something from you is very interesting in terms of the sort of power exchange of like you are desired and like you are you are fragile and if you're special to the monster they'll want to like keep you alive and look after you or if they're a good vampire they'll want your permission to feed and all that sort of stuff which I think is very interesting I think it's the most kind of like power exchange BDSM conversation-y of all of the different supernatural monsters in a way that I like and is very very interesting Uh, I would way prefer to be the vampire than be the bitten person but that's you know because I love people to give things to me Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, if I was the bloodsucker, like, and, you know, a bit more, like, pimped up on power and never sleeping, could really, like, go deeper into, like, this sexy goth killer queen vibe. Yeah, okay, if I'm the vampire, because that's the thing, right? Like, in, in, in this uni- universe that we're talking about, like, yeah, maybe you had some, like, shit vampire sex, but then you <laughs> reformed things with your, uh, you didn't get sucked to, to the bone dry and just be dead, <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think I would prefer to be the vampire. Sounds real good. Okay, more of a quick choice. Mm-hmm. What about the Mothman? I feel like I don't personally know a lot about the Mothman. The Mothman was suggested to me by a friend. He's just scary. Like, this is like full on, like, creature, creature. 
And like a lot of people have like quite severe like frightens of, of moths, don't they? Ugh. Like the first thing that like creeps me about it a little bit is you know how like moths wings, I feel like they have that like um the flutter yeah feels like a lot, but kind of like almost that like dust. The dusty wings. Yeah. I yeah. feel like I feel like I just like every crevice of my body would like have little crusty dusties in it. It feels like would I'm like maybe having sex on the beach, you know? And I'm not sure how much I would like some of that like sprinkling into my poussoir very much. Or, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's going to be a nope just because I think insects are kind of yucky and it seems a bit like that. It also seems like a very foreboding, wordless, non-communication-y sort of psycho horror kind of monster sort of a vibe or makes people a bit insane and things like that, I think, depending on what sort of Mothman law you're drawing on. So it's going to be a no from me, dog. Yeah, I think that's enough for me to be like, no, no. Sorry, Mothman. And like for any of this, you can find people that are super into it. I watched The Green Knight recently, which was so absolutely bizarre. I really don't know if I liked it or not, but there was a big sort of tree creature thing and just very very reliably once that movie had come out like a person that does erotic art that I like had the main dude character having sex with the tree thing and I was like wow great porn of everything can be and is made and that's a wonderful thing so if you're into Mothman um have a google I'm sure you'll find something fun power to you if you want to want to fuck Mothman um this is but certainly two ladies opinions on the internet (laughs) well oh we have one next a beloved favorite um would we fuck werewolves do you think (laughs) this is like such a classic thing where i feel like there's been a huge rise in the werewolf stuff and like the omegaverse stuff the alpha beta omega dynamics the omegaverse stuff even got into tiktok recently and a bunch of people became aware of that universe of rules and norms and i'm just like that that is just amazing and so strange werewolves i think are one of those ones where because again i'm just like a power freak werewolves would just be so much stronger than me in a way that i don't know that i'd super like but you know i'll watch other people have sex with werewolves that sounds fun like if everyone's into that but i don't know that i would be into it if i can't sort of control it or control the situation as much yeah, no, nah, I'd do it. I'd definitely do it. I'd like... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just, you know, ears and tails, I find very cute and very fun. Definitely amuse me. I like the kind of maybe like loyalty angle <laughs> of like, <laughs> like canine energy. <laughs> You know, there could be some, like, nice, like, tender care aspects of, like, you know, after some, like, transforming back, give them a nice bathing and and hydrate them. And, like, that could be, like, a really cute and intimate and nice. (laughs) I don't know, the cycle of maybe, like, a more extreme horniness when the moon is on the rise. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I do think that if it's more of a controlled, like, pet-like situation great if it's like a rampaging out of control werewolf no but yeah if it is more of that sort of pet care kind of vibe sounds great i love the whole alpha beta omega dynamic sort of like lore and world building and stuff like that for anyone who's not familiar with it google it you'll find some hilarious stuff but i love supernatural things that come with like social norms and stuff and all that sort of thing i think is very interesting and like rules and all that sort of things i think are extremely interesting um now i'm thinking about like a werewolf alpha beta omega themed like kink party thing which would be great (laughs) at some point that could be very cool that sounds Um, amazing (laughs) (laughs) that sounds super fun oh my god i want my like werewolf sona to like oh yeah oh there's there's some sexy stuff (laughs) that's some good good sexy ideas in real time so we'll pocket that little one away but but yeah i can totally see why it's super popular and people that are into like cum inflation knotting all that sort of stuff that i think is like a fairly common belly bulges (laughs) all that sort of stuff that people are into yeah and you know primal sex yeah primal sex totally scent stuff scratching biting yeah it's it's all there's so much there's so much in there there's so many ways that that could look and like it also yeah it depends like what kind of werewolf like are we talking about like there's just there's so many ways it could look and i think it's very interesting and i would not pass up my chance to fuck a werewolf (laughs) (laughs) well going back to that 
more human sort of a spectrum. How about the witches, warlocks, like magic user vibe? How does that sit for you? I think, you know, you've talked a lot about, I I think almost the situation with all of these is that Mm. you would be less powerful. So, I mean, like that's, that's always something to sit with because I'm sort of like, like how, how would the trust go with this, uh, me, just a mere mortal and you, purveyor of magic, able to do whatever you want? Is this the kind of universe where like love magic and stuff like that isn't on the table or is there some more kind of like dark magic going on, but is there some like blood magic happening, some sex magic? I don't know. It feels like there's some stuff there that could be interesting. Like, would I like to be part? of some like very strange intense sex magic like yeah I I feel like I'd I feel like I'd I'd try it on like I'd I'd hope that the witch warlock whatever uh, magic being was like honest with me about what I was signing up for I think it's always you know it's scary signing up for like things like magic supernatural uh, that that sort of area what exists out there that is so beyond my own brain like I think a lot of the, as you say, talking about the supernatural stuff is where your human and the other person or people have like a dangerous power sort of a thing. I think it's interesting when it's a vampire or a magic user where you can communicate, you know, you can theoretically have like a human communication situation with them. I think, as you say, if it's like, I'm going to be an avatar of something or be a sacrifice for something or be used as, you know, an intermediary for some sort of sex magical or something or is it that they're a servant and you're commanding them to do something or commanding them to like use their power to like pleasure you or something I think there's definitely some potential there but I wouldn't yeah I wouldn't want to be putting myself in super dangerous situations but I think things like possession and stuff like that can be like a bit hot and a bit sexy too oh okay okay yeah honestly I like listening to you talk about that started making me think about like what if it was big mommy energy hot thick witch who yeah I was just like her sweet prized angel and she just wanted to lavish me in all of the delicious experiences that I wanted and created that for me and then I was like her humble slave in return like maybe fair Absolutely. Yeah, I think you don't want a necromancer, but I think there's a lot of positive uh, positive opportunity there. Yeah, so. it depends what the personality is, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, what what, are, what what drives and motivates them? And, and, and do we align there? Slash, do I have the choice? I don't know. Speaking of choice, let's go to the less conscious, less full-brained uh, supernatural sort of creature where we're thinking about, like, a Frankenstein thing or, like, you know, a, an amalgamated creature, a zombie Something something along those lines. What do we think? Ah, Frankenstein's are zombies. This is a funny one. I feel like my immediate thought is when I think of like zombies is I'm like thinking of aged, like a gray flesh that's like falling apart. We're missing bits and bobs. We've got like a bit of a bit of stink going on. Maybe we've got some like insects having a party. So like, I mean, I feel like one of the first considerations for me would be like how fresh was the body? <laughs> I feel like that's worth saying. Like, I think it also would depend for me, like, what were the activities that you would be doing? Because, like, would I like to be penetrating or penetrated by this body? I'm like, "Mm," you know, after a certain point of freshness, like, probably not. But you're also like, yeah, like, if they've still got hands and stuff like that, perhaps we could, like, use some tools or something like that. Or, you know, could we get, like, a dental dam in there if they've still got some tongue action? Because, like, so... (laughs) can you imagine it dear listeners she is holding her mouth open (laughs) rasping into the microphone with her tongue out (laughs) doing some zombie cunnilingus right now oh my god feels like there could be something there (laughs) oh now i'm dead Oh dear. Would you would would you let it happen? <laughs> would I let it happen? Oh my and god. It, but it depends how hungry they are. <laughs> you know, because like fuck, like the hunger could be interesting if it was like a zombie that already had an affinity for you and knew about you enough that you weren't for consumption consumption. Cuz like what happens if they change their mind and then they started just eating up the puss in the bad way? Oh <laughs> you know? god. Going for my brain through my puss while it just sounds so <laughs> terrible. So bad. Honestly, I think zombies are a big no uh, because I'm very sensitive to bad smell stuff. I think any sort of like slightly off chicken tendy kind of smell from a zombie would just 
turn my stomach and super not work for me. I think the Frankenstein's may be a bit different because if the Frankenstein's not decomposed but is just a weird sort of human homunculus creature creation sort of thing, I think I can maybe find that a little bit more appealing. A little bit of like a, a mindless vessel sort of thing. Like I think maybe that's slightly more interesting but mostly I'm just like, yeah, any sort of stinky factor is not so good for me. No, that's true. I'm like literally like Googling right now. Is Frankenstein a nice guy? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not, but I don't really know. Like the first, the first bit from Google says, far from being a purely evil and malignant being bent on destruction, Frankenstein's creature is shown to be caring, selfless being who wants to bring happiness. So I'm like, I feel like Frankenstein could potentially be quite a generous lover. And I mean, I feel like it brings them up on my list, you know? <laughs> like- <laughs> and before we get the reply, guys, in the comments, yes, we understand it's Frankenstein's monster and that Frankenstein is the scientist, yada, yada, blah, whatever. Blah, blah. Frankenstein is the shorthand for this situation. So you could just sit down and keep drinking your Coke. Smackdown. <laughs> one almost feels like a bit of a, a cheat I'm, I'm gonna say right off the bat how do we feel about shapeshifters it's an interesting one i think as soon as a lot of these listeners hear shapeshifter they'll probably think of loki so we had the recent loki series and loki is like a well-known shapeshifter i think for me shapeshifters might seem awesome because they can sort of take any form but i think for me that would just give me weird trust issues of being like uh is this actually is this actually who they are have they just borrowed someone else is the consent of that a bit weird i don't know so i think my uh relaxation factor could be a bit uh, or when someone's a shapeshifter often in horror movies they're like taking the face and the body of someone who you love or would be willing to have sex with in order to like get their own benefit you know non-consensually do you know what I mean I don't know yeah I feel like it's a moral gray area I like that I could potentially fuck me like I think like that would be interesting one that would be really fun and that like it's not just about feeling the sensations that your body would give your body <laughs> if you could reach better. You know? Yeah, yeah, very interesting. That seems like it could be kind of cool. Like, I think it would make you better at sex. Yeah, I reckon mm. so. Well, that's the thing. Like if, if you're if you have an interest in getting better at sex, you know, a lifelong journey, you could fuck so many different kinds of like people, shapes, creatures. The sky the limit like I love the kind of like smorgasbord uh, aspect of it where you potentially maybe they have a favorite form that they return to or maybe they have specific forms that they prefer to fucking who's to really say but it feels like you could have something a little bit different pretty frequently or even through the course of a session orgy style one at a time I guess where it's just like bam and a new one bam and a new one bam and a new one and I feel like for my needs and desires like that sounds excellent yeah I I think it's a very it's a very interesting one as you say morally gray but very high utility very high utility yeah so i think i i look quite favorably on that one next one on our list is one that i became aware of through the very bad corners of the internet like 4chan and all that and that is goo creatures goo girls or jelly creatures that are like translucent or semi-translucent kind of people shapes or even if you're like a gelatinous cube or whatever, somewhat related to tentacle monsters, but not quite exactly the same. But that being a whole concept that I didn't know about until I sort of came across, as I said, dubious corners of the internet. But uh, but yeah, I'm very pro goo creature, I think, as long as it's not acidy or dangerous on the bits. How about you? Yeah, I feel like I would fuck a goo creature. I feel like I only became aware of them like a couple, a couple years ago as well. But I have seen some pretty... Some pretty hot porn <laughs> of uh, of goo creature monsters. I kind of I feel like there's some really interesting stuff there in a creature that's kind of like able to encapsulate you in some way. Imagine like yeah, you're not just feeling like you're getting a stroke from a human, you know, as you're starting on the top of your head, slowly going down the length of your body. Imagine like all of your body getting sensation at the same time as you were enveloped by your lover. I think that's potentially very interesting like I assumed that they would
would be able to maybe control bits of the form of their gooey mess. So there could be like some really nice opportunities for like different double, triple, you know, penetration, some really like fun stuff there. And like, what I don't know, what, what does like the weight of the goo feel like? I don't know, a big gooey tongue just like... <laughs> lavishing you up like I actually feel like a goo monster could be one of the hottest monsters on this list (laughs) I do like usually like the the facial features are pretty obscured so it's like a semi ambiguous shape sometimes or it could be like a very a very sort of human face but just sort of translucent sort of thing I like the x-ray factor so like being able to like see through things And a lot of the comics being like, oh yeah, this dude is just jizzed in a goo girl. You can just see everything. She's just walking around with just cum. (laughs) Oh, just just splattered inside. I love it. Oh my God. This is probably the most inappropriate inappropriate episode we have where we are the most describing sexual actions and shit. And of course we've done it with the most fucked up and bizarre (laughs) topic of stuff, but... But yeah, I think uh, I think the X-ray factor is great. Everything that's like you know people with like you know outy appendages that are using like jelly sleeve things where you can like see stuff in yeah. there. Yeah, that's like you know the borderline uh, IRL interesting part of a whole lot of that. So <laughs> this is all just so ridiculous and embarrassing and funny. So which is exactly what we wanted. Welcome to season three, everybody. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, but Vix, uh, please, what is the last on our little list? In the last, it, it had to had to have a classic for the list. In fact, mm-hmm. I forgot this one, and it almost didn't come <laughs> on. So thank you, Lauren, for putting what I believe we may have both said in another episode would be the monster that we'd most like to fuck. <laughs> How do you feel about tentacle monsters? Dear listeners, if you're listening to this and you're like, wow, this is so wonderful and so educational and I love it, feel free to go back to one of our early episodes where we do talk a lot about monster fucking and we talk in depth about tentacles. Ha ha. Funny related <laughs> joke. <laughs> but <laughs> So <laughs> deep. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I think we, we really like tentacles because we were talking about it just just being like a curious kind of creature and you know and it's sort of being very versatile and hopefully very pleasurable and again you know I've got my sort of control freak nature part of it but you know just sort of like utilize this creature and then sort of put them away or whatever you know like it's interesting it's sexy it's very sort of different and I also feel like if I didn't like it I could just chop them off (laughs) so (laughs) Put a stop to it if I wasn't into it. Oh my god, look at this fucking (laughs) savage. Amazing. I think this one is interesting because I'm kind of like, what is the overall form of this particular monster? Because of course, you know, we've got classics, you know, a tentacle monster being a very fucking large, like, squid octopus kind of thing. So I'm like, would I like little squiddo to be i don't know fucking restraining me and um i don't know firing some tenties in my holes like maybe <laughs> that's probably firing one of the some tenties in my holes definitely one of the grossest things i've ever seen <laughs> incredible season three just just going for it like those big goggly eyes looking at me like are they uh do do they have desire i mean like i've seen like the mouthy beaks of uh, a large squid and like they're kind of scary so there would be none of that kind of action i hope or i feel like you get like a bit of your fucking face nipped out you know (laughs) like and you know what? What are the what's the feeling texture of the tenties? You know, like what? What's the is the sucker action like? Or is this? I don't know. In this universe, do they have like a more a more human form with like some extras, or maybe like a like a centaur squid style, where <laughs> human top and then squid party in the bottom? <laughs> Whoa! I never thought about a, a squid tour situation. Right? Yeah, it's like are they a plant kind of tentacle? Is it a goo kind of tentacle? Is it a squid kind of tentacle? How does that relate to it? I definitely do think that that's a factor. Yeah, I just think, you know, there's a lot of, much like all of our monsters, there are such uh, diverse interpretations of what their form could take. But I think the utility of a lot of different things. So I guess if you're not super into penetration, then maybe, maybe a little tentacle monster would not be like for you. But I feel, because I feel like that's 
maybe porn that I haven't seen of like some kind of tentacle monster getting it. You know, it seems more more of a that they are like the control penetrator. So of course I like the idea of like a uh, submissive penetrator, uh, <laughs> a tentacle monster, because I really love that flip on on penetration. Like, yeah, I think we've talked about it before, but it's so often being number one interpreted as like you are the submissive who is or or taking the more passive submissive role if you're being penetrated but you can also be very powerful so yeah is it your kind of like I don't know subby slave tentacle monster um yeah that like comes out to razzle dazzle you and yum (laughs) (laughs) and I would just say everyone's homework is you know go and have some conversations about how you feel about all of this you know with anyone who's down to chat about monster fucking with you you know consensually don't weird anybody out and google some weird art if you've heard something or gotten a gotten a bizarro idea from what we've had a chat about Yeah, there's so much fun stuff out there. And like, there's so, I feel like the industry for like monster dildos and like monster sex toys of like all kinds of varieties is like absolutely growing and growing. I still remember us talking about bad dragon toys or toys of that style in like our first episode. It's just, I feel like people always say that brand because they haven't heard about the indie brands. It's just kind of, I guess, the first one that like maybe like was widely known. So I would definitely recommend uh, indie brands. There's a lot of real, real goodies out there. You know, had a lot of people definitely like admitting to me secretly in DMs, like how interested they were in getting some kind of monster dildo. So my challenge to you is if you have the desire for a monster dildo, Fucking treat yourself this spooky season. Have a think about adding something a little bit different to your collection. I think I like the lens of it really like I don't know what different shapes are going to feel really good in my body. So the only way I can find out is by having a bloody try. So maybe you should too. My special spooky little friends out there. I think that is probably enough monster fucking talk for this particular episode. But I have an ask for you. Do you have a friend that you think might enjoy this show? People that are interested in exploring or doing work on how they think about their connections with people, about love, about sex, about relationships. It would be really awesome if you would share the show with them. We definitely find our best listeners through cuties sharing it with cuties that they know. So we would of course like to take this opportunity, if this is your first episode, a big gorgeous welcome to you. And if you have been following us for a while and enjoying our podcast, thank you so bloody much for sticking around. It really is a joy to have you. We do this for ourselves, of course. I think that's got to be the juice in making something, but the joy of sharing it with you and you continuing to show up for us makes our hearts just feel so big and flooded with joy. So thank you so much. We have actually just cracked a pretty cool milestone. 10,000 downloads. I cannot say enough. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank yous to everybody who has contributed to that and made this little show more than I think we originally thought it was going to be. (laughs) So if you have a burning question that you would love to hear us chew the fat on, could you please slide into our DMs with your questions at Done Wonderfully on Twitter. You can also catch us on Instagram at Wonderfully Done Show. Or you can slip us an anonymous message on our Curious Cat, which is curiouscat.qa slash wonderfullydone. Wonderfully Done can be downloaded wherever you listen to your podcasts. And hey, you're doing wonderfully.